Welcome back to James and the Giant QB. I'm Jim Weber, joined as always by former Kentucky quarterback Jared Lorenzen. Jared, you know, we've said this so many times about Kentucky football that it just, whenever it seems like they're about to break through, it's one step forward, two step back. And what are your thoughts after the three-point last-second loss to Old Miss yesterday? Uh, I'll take us one step forward, one step back this time. I, yeah. I, you know, those receivers are incredible, and we knew that going into the game. Um, give, give all the credit to Tiamo. Their, their quarterback played tough. His, his first start. Um, I thought, you know, truthfully, we got a little conservative at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, our guys fought back again. It's typical Kentucky football. It goes down to the last possession, last play. And uh, that receiver made an amazing catch. Yeah. And uh, what do you do? You know, you, you know, we've won so many on the last play. I'll take the loss here. It helps. Now, we, you know, we're still 6-3. and three. Uh, We're going to Vandy, which isn't easy. But, um, you know, a game you'd like to think we can get a shot at. And even in the Louisville game, we still have a shot at. So, you know, we still have a chance to do something good and, you know, get to get to eight wins, which would be great. Wow, I like the eternal optimism. Uh, I was yeah, going to say I that... don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe you've just gotten so used to the numbing losses because what blew me away was you score with two minutes to go. Now, there's still plenty of time left, but then to have Tamu fumble the ball, but then to, them to reviewing it be so close to being a fumble and then that fade route was just a ridiculous catch um that what, to me would have been a threw me off. off is that I, I i saw the fumble so i couldn't believe they overturned it i thought well you know maybe you know a couple of them looked like well it was the ball that hit the ground i was like you can go either way here they ruled it a fumble there's no way they're going to overturn this yeah. and then next thing you know it's like Damn, they overturned that. Yeah. Oh, crap, they're starting to <laughs> Like, oh, and, yeah, and then the receiver makes a great play, and it's like, you know what? I'm not happy about it. I mean, and it's it's tough, but, um, you know, one of those one of those things that, you know, you're going to have to live with right now. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was interesting how you look at it because you could look at it like, hey, if we make that field goal against Florida, just totally don't blow it. And then we hold on against Ole Miss. Then we're eight and one right now. Um, but as you said, you've also had a bunch of close wins. So I guess that's not uh, the correct way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, even Tennessee—they throw the hail mary and catch it. Up too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean that's just—you know—we've we, come down to so many of those games. Um, I believe even, even even Eastern Michigan had a chance to beat us on the last play. Yeah. So you know, they, they even they all even each other out. Um, you know, it, it, it's not like we were going to catch Georgia anyway. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're tied with, I think, South Carolina right now, and we've got the lead over them, uh, you know, both, both being six and three by, for second place. So, you know, we're, we're, we're fine. Yeah. All right, I want to go around to some of the other big games. The one that shocked me was Iowa 55, Ohio State 24, because Ohio State had their – Vintage comeback against Penn State. I think we had both had them circled in for a playoff spot because they always just find a way. But JT Barrett returned to form of his uh, self yeah. from last year with four interceptions. And I don't, I don't know what it is about Kinnick Stadium, but Iowa is always kind of an average team. 
but they have that one upset a year. They almost upset Penn State earlier this year if it weren't for the final play, and then they upset Michigan last year. And there's just something magical going on in Iowa City where they always seem to pull off one of these top ten upsets. Yeah, and is it too soon to play the uh, Ding Dong, the Wicked Witch is dead yet? I mean, is that... Are they I, out of it now, or I, is there still a chance? I think they're out of it, but, you know, they still control their own destiny in the Big Ten East, and I don't know, somehow if they were to beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game, I'm not not counting it out until I see the final playoff ranking revealed. Yeah, it would. It, yeah, I mean, I'm sure somehow, some way they'd be 12th and get in, but um, that was just, I don't know, if they lose that game close, Okay, you know something happened that I that wasn't even close. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a game for about a quarter and a half, yeah. and then Iowa just put it on them. And I love that they did it. Um, hell of a play by them. And, and like you said, JT Barrett went back to what first off the play pick six. <laughs> yeah, that was so, an oh, ugly start. That was an omen. Yeah, and, and it was all. I mean, I, I got to watch it from the sideline view of it. That safety saw what was going on and never broke stride. It was such a good play by that guy. And then, you know, he returns to 30 yards, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that and, was – And then, you know, they went back and forth, and it just, you know, it was nice to see in the second quarter or the second half, Iowa just put their foot on their throat and yes. say, no, you're – We've you're talked about anything. it. We've talked about it so many times. If you're going to beat Ohio State, you got to keep – the pedal to the metal, and Iowa did just that. And you gotta love—I am not, you know, enough of a football aficionado to know exactly what Iowa did defensively, but they were ready for JT Barrett, and they made him look. You know, we were talking about the Heisman after his game against Penn State, and he went back to looking like a quarterback that is run first and throw third because he was confused all day. I I very rarely see a quarterback. A senior quarterback looked that confused of what the heck is going on. Yeah. Like, I, what do I do? I'm not really sure here. And he was as confused as I've ever seen someone. Yeah. And, uh, I, again, I don't, I didn't get to see the whole game. You know, I was flipping around and all that. But uh, just to do that to a senior quarterback unheard of. Yeah, and as James Franklin jokes, JT Barrett has been in college for about 16 years. So you would think he's seen it all. Uh, at least 16. I don't know. It's like it. Yeah. 15th, 4th, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. wow. Uh, moving around to the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game. I'm not sure how much you saw this, but this game was completely insane. I think it was tied at 38 at Great halftime. Huh? Yeah, in the Big 12, they just don't they just don't play defense. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, but Baker Mayfield with 598 yards passing and five touchdowns. I don't know how much you got to see of this. It kind of ended with a thud where Oklahoma State wasn't able to drive down the field one more time, and then Oklahoma added a, a score at the end. But overall, this was a Gus Johnson special. Yeah. Um, it was a statistical, uh, you know, great thing for those guys. But, like, that that's not a game. That's not football. That's just seven on seven. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that why, is At that point, why, take, why have defensive linemen out there? Yeah. They're not doing anything. They're, you know, they're rushing three, dropping eight. You know, trying to do something and at at 600 yards of passing offense. I mean, what in the hell? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, get in the way once. Yeah. And I loved your tweets because that was true. That Oklahoma State. I mean, just stop them once. 
Yeah. Give your guy, give you know, give the mullet a chance. And they didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty Not frustrating that. to score 38 points in the first half, 52 points for the game, and lose by 10 at home. Oh, I've done it before. I mean, I, yeah. I, I played in the mummy ball. I understand. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just as frustrating as it gets. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? I feel like now Saquon Barkley is probably out of the Heisman conversation, at least to win it. Bryce Love, Stanford now has three losses. It looks like it's Baker Mayfield's to win. They've got TCU at home next week, then Kansas and West Virginia, and then the Big 12 title game. I would think he could even... It depends on what happens, but I think Oklahoma could possibly even lose if he plays well enough because he has the signature win on the year, and then his stats are off the charts after 600 yards and five touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, I think it's his. I think uh, doesn't Notre Dame have someone playing you know, lights out right now, too? Yeah, their running back, running Josh back. Adams, is playing really well. And Brandon yeah. Wimbush is playing well, but not Heisman-worthy well. Right, yeah. I think it was Adams that uh, I've been hearing a lot of just Russell about. And I think he may, get, he may go there. But, you know, I, I it's almost getting into, like, like, last year it was just Lamar's because nobody else, was there. Yeah, well, yeah, like Lamar else. had the huge backslide at the end of the year. Uh, the two straight losses and the strike in the Heisman against Kentucky and losing that game. But as you said, he had just been so good in September and October that there was no one else to give the trophy to. Yeah, and I think that Baker is doing that right now. He's just, you know, he decided, I'm going to take my game to another level. And he did. And, you know, 600 yards and five touchdowns later. It's like, oh, okay, now who's going to step up now? And nobody's really – they're playing fine. They're just not playing well or their team's losing. And, you know, you're not going to you're not going to win the Heisman with three and four losses. Yeah, and as you said, Alabama, you would say, oh, well, what about the best team in the country? Well, they're, they're so good and their defense is so dominant that they don't have the offensive stats for Bo Scarborough or Jalen Hurts to win it. It's the same way with Georgia. Yeah. Chubb's playing great, but so is Michelle, and the quarterback's playing fine, but he just doesn't have the the stats that anybody else does. I mean, it's just, you know, what what do you do there? You just uh, say, hell, guys, hell, hell of a game. You guys are having a hell of a season, but um, you just don't have anybody good enough for a high school. Yeah. Uh, moving around again to Alabama and LSU, this game was just boring. This was kind of your old-school SEC game where Alabama was in control, complete control the whole time. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. No, it was boring because what was the game you watched before? <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So you were sitting there going, sweet, I hit the jackpot. Yeah. You know, the, the, the casino's going, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Hold on, wait. There's, there's a conference that plays defense? Yeah, right. Hold on, let me see. So boring is subjective there. Yeah. But your thoughts on Alabama, that was definitely just a squeeze-the-life-out-of-you game. They were just bored. Yeah. I really, I honestly think they were bored with it. It was like, look, LSU, we're, we're going to kind of, you know, Coach O, we're going to throw you a bone here. <laughs> yeah, give you uh, a touchdown. Gonna you, we're not going to beat you by 30. Yeah. Um, you're not going to win, and it's not ever going to be close. Yeah. Where people actually may think you win, but here you go. Let's just end this game and get out of here and uh you know, we, we've got better things to do. And I think it's the same way with Georgia. Yeah. Like, South Carolina, know your role. You, you're not you're not good. 
You know, <laughs> know that we're going to beat you, and you know you're not going to score against us. So this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I do like you saying that Alabama threw Coach O a bone because it is funny that you know if if Alabama had blown LSU out, and then you have the Troy loss and stuff like that. But this is a respectable loss. You're like, okay, Coach O hung around. Um, this is a respectable loss to the number one and number two team in the country. So you wonder if was this a uh, you know Nick Saban playing chess while we're all playing checkers of he's keeping he wants to keep Coach O around another year. Oh, you. I mean, what's sickening is he can probably, he probably doesn't think like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not like everybody wants to keep Bush Jones around. Everybody, yeah. Hey, Bush, don't play close, buddy. Um, I don't think he was. I just, I honestly, I think the guys were just like, man, we, we, they're not going to beat us. They don't have the offense to beat us. Let's just get this game over with. Yeah, it was just, you know, I think a combination of hey, let's just, let's just finish this thing and get to the box. Yeah. Well, how funny was it? Did you see at the end of the game? Alabama had the ball deep in LSU territory, and they just took a knee on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. So that's why that's why it's so funny to say keeping Ed Orgeron around because uh, it did seem like Alabama was going out of its way not to score points at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they're hey hey we're good we're good. Yeah. Now keep a, keep a Coach O there. We know what we're going to get out of him. Yeah. We can out recruit that guy, so we're good. Yeah. Uh, so going into next week, it seems like there's really eight teams playing for the playoff right now. There's Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma, and TCU, and Wisconsin and Miami are both undefeated, but they haven't really proven it against the best teams yet. But, you know, we got Notre Dame at Miami this weekend and TCU at Oklahoma. So this will start weeding itself out really quickly. If you had to look into a crystal ball, who do you think will be the final four team standing? Um, I think it it will. I think Alabama and Georgia both make it. Yeah. Um, I think that. Um, my, I think Notre Dame goes down and beats Miami, and I think Oklahoma State jumps Clemson to get in. You mean Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Oklahoma I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think it ends up with uh, Bama one. Bama one, uh, Notre Dame two, Georgia three, Oklahoma four. I actually I like that. I the thing that kind of cracks me up is that the Big Twelve is having its first championship game in a while, and it might so Oklahoma and TC are playing this weekend. They might play again in the championship game, and that could end up knocking the winner of this week's game out of the playoff but they actually they're having the championship game because they got left out of the playoff multiple times exactly. so it could work yeah. the other way yeah it may bite them in the ass yeah um, so that'll be really you know, interesting need, to watch yeah but they needed to have that I yeah think. no i agree they, they needed they needed that um but I, you know i i'm i want to see the atmosphere miami can create yeah, if you can create some mid '90s, late '80s atmosphere down there this weekend, Notre Dame may have a hard time down there. Yeah, it was. I just don't know if you can get the atmosphere. Anymore. Yeah, it, it was rocking last night, but I am curious, uh, especially they have, they're having game day there, and the weird thing is the stadium is nowhere near the campus, and the campus is a very small private school, so I don't yeah. really know where game day is going to be. You can't set up at the stadium that far in advance of the game because no one's going to bust over there 10 hours before a game. Um, 
but then you have it on campus. I don't know where you do it that's like football related. Yeah, I, I don't have any idea. Uh, I, I just I worry about I worry what they're going to do. I have no clue. Um, because you know, you look at Miami at the beginning of the year. There's five thousand people there. <laughs> yeah. No, they've you definitely know, they're definitely showing up as they rise in the rankings. Yeah, and that's great. You know, it's good for them. They, they, you know, the team deserves it. And you know, I wish they would have saved those blackouts for another game uh, this weekend. Hopefully, they can have something. You know, another crazy game. Um, I love their chain. Nothing better. Yeah, than the turnover chain. Um. So I, I, I like Miami. I just don't take Notre. Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to get them. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on to the Q and A portion of the show. Someone asked. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on, real quick. We we were talking about quarterback our, um, <clears throat> coaches last weekend losing their job. Yeah. Does Bielma lose it now? Yeah, it's really funny. I mean, come on, thirty nine, thirty eight to Coastal Carolina. Yeah, Coastal Carolina with one win, an interim head coach, and a backup quarterback. They beat by one. Uh, I th- I think that's got to be a wrap for Brett Bielema. I mean, he was already a wrap because he's, his record in the SEC is so poor. But this is just uh, cementing it even further. But I, I don't know who they're going to get. You look at, you know, like we oh, said, a- there's not that many great candidates to move up into these Power 5 jobs. And you already got Florida's going to need a new head coach. Tennessee's going to need a new head coach. Ole Miss is going to need a new head coach. Um, Frost to freaking Gainesville. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if Nebraska and Florida come calling. It'll be one of the top five jobs in the country versus your alma mater. And I don't know which one you would take if you're offered both. Oh, I'm going to my alma mater. But yeah. I mean, and I understand that. I just, I was hearing that. I'm like, man, I just don't see that working. But, you know, hell, stranger things have happened. I, I, and you're right. There are not enough people to have these jobs <laughs> yeah they're gonna end up hiring some uh, high school coach out of texas if uh oh this yeah keeps up. yeah well and, and i thought you know looking at him like well maybe it's too early for braun well hell maybe it's not hell yeah maybe somebody will take a chance on him Ooh. I, I, don't, I don't know how about this since arkansas hired bob vitrino who we all know about art briles to arkansas Oh, <laughs> I mean, really? These where, schools. Where do you want your soul? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm joking when I say that, but I'm half not. So I don't know. When teams get def- desperate enough, they seem to just say screw it with uh, the yeah. moral problems. Oh no, no, they're not that bad. No, yeah. we, we can clean this up. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been five years. He's better. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask you, uh, the yeah. first question is about the turnover chain. Miami's got the turnover chain with the giant U emblazoned on it. Someone asked, what can the Kentucky's turnover chain be? I was thinking it could be like a garland of roses, but I guess that would be Louisville, not Kentucky. Yeah, that's more Churchill. Yeah. Um, you know, UK, old, older UK fans and myself, we want something to do with the block keg. We used to have just a K on the side yeah, of our Yeah, I, I liked the block K. I love the block K. Yeah. So if we made even a chain out of all block Ks, yeah. it would, oh, it would be so nice. People would love it. Yeah. Absolutely would go crazy for it. Um, 
but you know it's Kentucky, and we'd only turn it over like three times. So <laughs> yeah. you know we wouldn't we wouldn't bring it out a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about this? If you're Tennessee, do you think about rehiring Lane Kiffin, who is doing well at Florida Atlantic? But that would obviously no. be pretty crazy to bring him back. It would be Louisville no to bring him back. No way. No. I love Lane Kiffin because he just seems like he don't give a crap about anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just he's a, a he's on team NF and just he's fine. Yeah. Well, um did you see him joking about Florida Atlantic took a safety for field goal or field position purposes and he joked about how he was intentionally getting the team uh, to lose spread. against the spread, which I think the athletic department probably didn't appreciate because joking about uh, not covering the spread in college athletics is pretty pretty taboo, but I thought it was funny. Well, that's totally given. And he's going to look at him and go, really, I'm only going to hear for another year anyway. So <laughs> yes. you all can just shut up because yeah. I'm, you don't realize why I'm here. Yeah. Okay? Let's just realize everything. And Well, you know, I, I love that the John, Groomer, John Gruden groomers – have gone to a whole other level of the word now is that Tennessee has offered him $10 million a year. But that just seems like right. how many times can we link John Gruden to the Tennessee job? Well, yeah, and he's actually the Vegas favorite. I don't know if you actually saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it just, dude, Gruden's got such a good job right now. And yeah. he may love coaching, but you know he helps out at other places. So he's, he's fine. Yeah, I do think... It's so hard to compete with. Uh, you're making millions of dollars to spend the all off season chilling in Tampa, and then for four months out of the year, you go around to a different city and just talk to people, which John Gruden does not seem to have any problem doing. It's just so much less stress than a head coaching job in the SEC. That's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I, why would you want to get into the NCAA of all things? Yeah, you know, you you send the wrong text, and you're in trouble. I mean, why, <laughs> yeah. why do that? It's not worth it. Yeah, and why I, you know, why why go against Bama and LSU and that's Georgia the other thing. That when, yeah, just you know, like you said, a lot, lot less stress. Yeah, I like Mike Norville at Memphis. That seems like the most obvious hire to me. That he's proven himself I, at a Group of Five school in the state of Tennessee, offensive minded. It just seems to make too much sense not to happen at this point. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Easy move over from uh, easy move over from Memphis. The state already knows him, so you know now you got the in-state kids that he's recruiting. Now that he can get them because he's at the big school. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a, a no-brainer. Having said that, I hope they keep us shut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next question for you is: Do you think Wisconsin can realistically go undefeated? They've got Iowa at home, then Michigan at home, then at Minnesota, and then the Big Ten championship game against it looks like Ohio State or Michigan State. They haven't played the best team they've played all year is Northwestern, but at some point you got to give them credit for staying unbeaten no matter who they're playing. Yeah, I mean they can only play their schedule. Yeah, um, and I, I think. No, I don't think they can uh, remain undefeated. Um, now, having said that, they're going to beat Iowa by fifty. You know, yeah. Iowa's going to have a big. One <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. Iowa, you just you just know the first road game after that huge home win, they're just going to totally lay an egg. Well, yeah. Um, that Michigan game's interesting to me. You know, 
can their defense, can Michigan's defense stand up to Wisconsin's rushing game? Yeah. Normally they do. Um, problem is, I don't know where Michigan's going to score. Yeah. You know, I mean, they haven't figured that out yet. Um, and then I think they lose, even if they make it all the way there, they lose in the Big Ten title game to, you know, whoever it may be. Yeah, it's not that tough a remaining schedule, but college football is so crazy that I just, with that much pressure on them to win out to make the playoff, I just can't see them winning all four of those games. Uh, so they're they're uh, in the same thing as Miami. Yeah, exactly. There's just too many games that you have to win. You know, they did a good job versus D-Tech. Now, okay, well, good luck. Now you play Notre Dame. Now you play – you know, it's just too much for them. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good comparison because I see them in the same boat as well. All right. I do what I can, Jim. <laughs> All right, last question for you is story time with Jared Lorenzen. James Franklin absolutely chased down one of his players and shamed him for not shaking hands. What is the most you've ever been embarrassed by a coach in high school, college, or the NFL? Oh. It sounded like you had a, an up-and-down relationship at Kentucky with your coaches. So was it someone there, Brent? Well, yeah. um, Brent Pease, well, perhaps? I, I, guess, well, I got one from every level. Okay. Um, so high school was my senior year. Uh, and, you know, humble brag here. My senior year, I threw for 3,300 yards. 45 touchdowns, <laughs> rushed for 960, 15 touchdowns. What? I had a pretty good senior year. This is like freshman mode on NCAA football. Yeah, and my backup threw for 1,000. Okay. So we, we were pretty good. Yeah. All right, and we're playing in one of the worst teams. And I'm just, I'm, I'm anxious, and I'm excited because I know we're going to throw the ball all over the place, and, you know, I get to get my yardages up again, you know. And, um... Uh, he's doing his pregame speech, and I thought he was done. So I stood up, and he goes, Jared, I'm not done yet. I'm like, all right, my bad, coach. And I sat down, and I don't know how your high schools were, but, like, I, they have, we have those um, desks that you can, like, that are only, like, one arm, like, the oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I sat on the edge of one of those. And if you know me, I'm not a small character, <laughs> and it broke. <laughs> And snapped in front of him, and he's trying to get excited, and just went off. You stupid! <laughs> and he dogs me in front of the team. Now he goes, "Come here!" And he pulls me out. All right, this is twenty minutes before game time. Well, right outside our locker is where you buy tickets to the game. So there's, you know, a couple hundred people out there buying tickets, and he is out there. We're going to run the ball every freaking play because your ass won't listen to me. And just, I'm bread. And it was the single worst thing. I mean, I can still, like, I cringe thinking about it now because of how bad it was. Wow, so he's berating you in front of people walking into the game? All all the fans. Wow. All the fans. And I'm just like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Um... UK, I just felt, I felt stupid once when I <laughs> we were playing Mississippi State and, uh, <laughs> and and I threw four picks in the first half. And after about the second one, Hal Mummy brings out a practice dummy and it says, I want you to do QB drills on the sideline. And I'm like, what? He goes, no, 
I want you to step over the back, step over the back, step over the back. I want to make sure you're still a quarterback. Two quarterbacks go to the sideline while we're on defense. <laughs> That's pretty. I'm like, are you serious right now? Yeah. And they had to do quarterback drills the whole time. Uh, every time we were on defense for the whole first half, I had to do quarterback drills. That's pretty embarrassing, especially because I'm guessing you know the TV camera's on you saying, what the hell's going on the on the sideline? The whole time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is the uh, Coach Coughlin, my rookie minicamp year. But some people know the story. Um, we get done with the first day. <clears throat> it's like 10 o'clock at night. We're getting ready to get on the bus to go to the hotel. And uh, everybody gets up to go bag of chicken and take it back to the thing and eat, you know, before yeah. you get to bed. And uh, I'm walking with my chicken one way, and Coughlin's walking the other. And I, it's one of the hardest I've ever seen him laugh. And he is just dying laughing. And I was walking next to Eli, and he, got, he goes, Oh, my God, you think I'm going to let you walk out of here with chicken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He takes my chicken and walks away. I'm like, uh, I'm hungry. He goes, yeah, son, you're going to be hungry, too. <laughs> it just kind of was like, you realize you're too big and you can't have this. And, like, my whole team looked at me like, uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty bad. Chicken. That's pretty bad in yeah, front of the whole team. The whole, all the, all, well, the whole, uh, the whole freshmen are uh, rookies. Wow. I, I'm surprised. So your uh, high school coach sounds like a real hard ass. He wasn't, but he had to be that time. Yeah, okay. He, he um, I respect that he was my favorite coach. Every run we ever did, he ran with us. Every single time we ran, he ran with us. Um, that game, I threw for almost 400 yards and five touchdowns. Okay, so it worked. The motivational yeah. play worked. Yeah, well, yeah. I threw them all to my tight end, who went to UK with me. So he set a state record with like 300 yards receiving and five touchdowns. Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say when he pulled you out near the tickets that he was going to make you buy your own ticket into the game. Oh, no. Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. 